told their parents that uh, he needed Jesus. And of course, his parents were thrilled to hear that this young child had had a heart that was sensitized to the things of God. And of course, most Christian parents, you know, would take great encouragement that at least some of their influence was, was rubbing off. And as the parents queried their child further, they found out that what he really said was he needed Cheez-Its. Knowing the difference between Jesus and Cheez-Its, all right, is important when it comes to identifying messiahs, I would say. And identifying a messiah in today's culture can certainly be risky business. In the age of chiseled superheroes, it's really hard for some people to accept the presentation of Jesus to the earth. Because really, he was more like an anti-hero, was he not? The contemporary English version of Isaiah 53 is candid when it says this, Like a young plant or a root that sprouts in dry ground, the servant grew up obeying the Lord. He wasn't some handsome king. Nothing about the way he looked made him attractive to us. He was hated and rejected. His life was filled with sorrow and terrible suffering. And no one wanted to look at him. We despised him and said, he is a nobody. Jesus was not voted most likely to succeed by his senior class. And perhaps his entrance into the world tips us off to the the kind of Messiah that he would be for us and the kind of Christian life, perhaps, that we are to live. In fact, if we were to write a script for a Messiah coming to earth, who would save his people from their sin, the last thing we would do is probably write the script that he would be born in a manger. I'd like to suggest that this entrance has implications for us as followers of Jesus Christ. First, we read that there was no room for him in the inn. Apparently, kayak, orbits, Expedia all came up empty for a hotel room in Bethlehem. And Joseph and Mary were desperate to find some place where they could enjoy for the first time a warm embrace with their child-to-be. Now, the props are certainly different from 2,000 years ago, but I'd like to suggest that whether it's this age or that one, we have learned to shove Jesus to the edges We make little room for him as a society, certainly. We live in a world of idols, do we not? Uh, The human heart has always opted for idols since the beginning of humankind. That simple, small voice of God, that communion with God, is rejected for something more immediate that the world, we think, provides us. Some idols whitewash God with a a modern notion of tolerance so that every religious claim is equalized in a jumble of neutrality. Some idols drown out that still, small voice of God with the the noise of entertainment and, 
and devices that are seemingly attached to our bodies. And some of us are so uncomfortable with our own selves, so uncomfortable with our own thoughts that we, we create a faux self on social media. Some idols seek to fill the human heart with, with any achievement or, or any commodity in which we can maybe just think of ourselves as one tick better than the next guy. Idols come in all shapes and sizes, do they not? And with the plethora of these idols that are available, it's no wonder that there is no room for him today. Worship and communion with God are really trouble for the modern mind, are they not? The modern mind cannot wrap itself around a Jesus that does not subscribe to political correctness. But he cannot be contained as a political ideologue. He just won't fit into our box. And so we shove him to the edges. We don't make room. And when we do this, we reason that we really don't have to take seriously the historical evidence. We don't have to grapple with all that. We don't have to grapple with a physical rev, uh, resurrection or, or the ramifications of a God-man dying for our sins who calls us to follow him. We wipe it aside with a, a casual denial. that I just don't believe that stuff. But yet, it doesn't change the evidence that's standing there in front of us. Our challenge this Christmas is to make room for him. Allow the Jesus of history to speak to your heart, to give room for his perspective, to give room to the fact that he is the only one that can save human beings from their sin. No other idol can do that. No other idol fits the bill of being fully God and, and satisfying the righteous demands of God and being fully human so that he could represent us before God. No other person, being, or entity fits the bill other than Jesus Christ, the great Lamb of God. One other feature of Jesus and his entrance upon earth is that he was born in a very simple and plain environment. In fact, the account of Luke is that he was laid in a manger. Some say maybe even a cave. We don't really know exactly where it was or how it was housed. There's not a whole lot of description, but we know this. It was no regal entrance for this king. Jesus was born in plain surroundings, and he had a very common life as a carpenter. And I think of how we as religious entities present Jesus today it's done in a myriad of ways. It's not my job to be a critic of these presentations, but some folks have plenty of fanfare with lights and theatrics. Others have high liturgy. But the point is, is that the way that Jesus came into the world reminds us that he's a savior for all of humanity, for the common person, for us, for us. You see, you don't need a PhD to know him, though his wisdom exceeds all human understanding. Uh, you don't need a whole lot of money or prestige to be connected to this God. He loved the common folk. He spent time with the common folk. In fact, 
he spent time in the seedy areas. And he was criticized for it. You don't need to know a secret language to communicate to this God. You don't need to know some special hand signals. We read this in Hebrews 5, 14, or, uh, 15 through 16. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. And so I proclaim to all that are here today, this Christmas season, to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Pray with me.